Classic Rock. It's 535 in the doors with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for the rest of the week until Steve finally comes back to work and works a full <laughs> schedule of days. Here here covering his picking up his slack again. Well, you know, it's you uh know. it's it's very hard to put it all on my big broad fat shoulders like this. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, every day I'm just bringing in uh, hot dogs with ketchup on them while he's not here, eating them right at his desk, leaving ketchup all over the mic. You'll <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today, a high of 90. It's a hot one. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 70 for tomorrow. You'll enjoy this, mostly cloudy and a very good chance of thunderstorms late in the day, some of which could be severe. Great. I've been thinking that we need some rain, so yeah. that's great. So, if, like, some of your roadways and... Gill and West Springfield have been washed away because of too much rain. Well, too bad, I guess. The rest of you get to enjoy it, too. We say we're going to be here for the rest of the week, but uh, today is UFO Day, so... We may be curled around C-SPAN <laughs> or YouTube or any number of uh, places to watch it. So we'll get to that, too. It's six, uh, 64 degrees right now in downtown Springfield at Rock 102. Bax and Nagel, where Western Mass gets its daily dose of dumb jokes and local news. Oh yeah! Weekday mornings on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Heck, they make the Rock 102 shirts that we wear and give out to you at events. Find them online at GG Inks. It's classic rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.55 and war with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve until uh, until Monday. Uh, we got some good stuff coming up this week. Uh, not so much today. Today you have to deal with it. <laughs> We're mailing it in today. Oh, you're totally phoning it in. But tomorrow... <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a Thursday or Friday. Yeah, right. Or uh, Right, right, right. Uh, Thursday or Friday. But, um, yeah, there's a possibility another uh, major rock star. Which is kind of cool. So, I don't, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but let's just say something's planned. Hopefully, it'll work. We'll let you know. You know, uh, every time I've come in, you've hit me with a, a different interview from, like, my youth that uh, young me would be ex- extremely thrilled with. Well, I mean, I thought giving you Eric Estrada would have been enough to calm you down. But, but uh, yeah, then all of a sudden, Steve takes another week off. And then there's another week off. Yep. So, I, gotta, I feel like I got to add something. I just, uh, you know, the Eric Estrada, my, I'm still stuck on the fact that right before we let him go, he was like, keep in touch. And every day I think to myself, <laughs> thank God Bax didn't give me the phone number to dial because I would just for fun call up and be like, what's up? Yeah. I don't know if that was a legitimate let's keep in touch or it just kind of came out that way. and he Seemed kind of Hollywood. Yeah, it seemed kind of Hollywood and it kind of like let's do lunch. I mean, you're never going to do lunch with Eric Estrada. <laughs> I would love to, though. Oh, I would too, but it's uh, you know you know that as soon as he hung up, he's probably thinking, why, why did I say that? I, I don't even know those guys. <laughs> I didn't have that much fun. I, uh, I feel like he had more fun with us than the average people. I think once you brought up the... Uh, the fact that he was a moose. I mean... The the, uh, the loyal order of the moose. I, I think all of a sudden you two had a connection. Well, that's it. We're moose brethren, my buddies. Lodge 1849, Chicopee. <laughs> right on Fuller's... Wednesday's Chicken Parm Night back. So you I know. ever want to go, I'll listen, treat. I'll I, treat. I will buy you dinner. It's $9, <laughs> and it's a fantastic meal. Man, you really uh, you really know how to sell the sizzle on that. I'm, uh, I'm you know, telling you. Chicken Parm at the Moose Club was just about... 
just about what I wanted uh, to do on a uh, Wednesday night. I'll buy you dinner and drinks all night, and it'll be about $17. <laughs> Which is less <laughs> than what you would get at the uh, the Loft Comedy Club on a Thursday night where you got a comedy show, too. You know, I'm happy you brought that up because I, I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> but now that you brought it up, uh, tomorrow's shaping up to be a good one. Okay. Uh, I got a young up-and-coming comedian uh, from Boston coming in, uh, uh, Matt Brown, he'll be uh, with us. And then some local favorites, Brian Plum, uh, Steve Vecarelli, uh, Carlos Garcia, uh, a couple other little spots in there probably, hopefully, um, and uh, and myself, hopefully. And, right. uh, and then the big star of the show, uh, Chicka Teriyaki by Chef Larry will be making an appearance. Hold on, Chicka Teriyaki? Yeah, yeah, Teriyaki Chicken and... Wow. Uh, and uh, a vegetable medley, some roasted potatoes. Uh, honestly, Larry makes the best roasted potatoes I've ever had. They're they're fantastic. So I keep asking him to put them on the menu. But all of that, <laughs> 20 bucks at the door. You can't beat that. You really can't. No, nah, that's a hell of a you deal. You really can't. That's at the uh, the Loft Comedy Club uh, View Street in Chicopee. For those of you who uh, don't know where to go, yep. uh, it's there in a nice little residential neighborhood. And then Mike Hanley on Friday night. Uh, if you're looking to do something Friday night, you can't go out in the river. Your boat's gone. It's out of the water. It went over the dam, whatever. Uh, go see Mike Hanley. He'll make you forget about all your problems and you'll laugh. But that being said, uh, I should make a caveat. All this depended upon how the uh, UFO hearings go today. Yeah. Yeah, we'll because yeah, uh, we'll talk about that uh, this morning. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's uh, just about five fifty nine. And now Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, here's something for you to chew on. Several weeks ago, the NBA made the decision to increase the league's salary cap from $112 million to $123.6 million per season. Now, a reasonable person would ask, so what? Big deal. Except there's one small problem with that sort of thinking. By increasing the salary cap by an an extra $11 million, that allows teams in the NBA to lose their damn minds when it comes to offering contracts. And so, with Jason Tatum being eligible for the NBA Supermax contract, this allowed the Celtics to extend his deal with the most uh, expensive five-year contract in NBA history at $304 million. Oh, sure. It's not exactly the sort of money that a Saudi Arabian soccer team might be willing to throw around, but in basketball, a Supermax contract allows a team to offer a maximum five-year extension to qualified players, a deal worth 35% of the team's salary cap. But during the next four years, each of those players will be allowed an eight percent escalation, meaning that in 2024, when the extension officially kicks into gear, Jason Tatum will earn $52.4 million a season. But in the final year, he'll earn a reported $69.1 million. That is why he now has the richest contract in NBA history, at least for now. Because you see, you can make the argument that Jalen Brown isn't even the best player on the team. He's just the one that got there first. That five-year extension may soon become the standard and everybody will start making that same kind of cash. It's just a matter of time, especially next summer when Jalen Brown of the uh, of the Celtics will qualify for a big fat slice of the Boston 
Boston Celtics money pie too. And who's going to shoulder the burden of paying for those bloated contracts? Well, I might suggest that this may become the responsibility of the ticket-paying fan. Of course, nobody's offering to escalate my income by an additional 8% so I can afford those tickets. So in a very profound way, I might just have to avoid spending money on Celtics tickets. That way I can afford other things like Taylor Swift tickets or Saudi soccer tickets. But hey, never mind yapping. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Bob at the Agawam Rockies is a man of steel. Steel chainsaws, steel blowers, steel trimmers. Bob is a steel train expert and can show you why the orange and white is the only way to go. Good people like Bob at rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612 in Kansas with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Now, it's, uh, I should tell you that today's uh, weather is not, uh, not uh, great. If you like uh, you know, a nice, cool, seasonable yeah. day, uh, low temperatures, it's a mix of sun and clouds, high of 90 tomorrow, a possibility of more thunderstorms, uh, some of which could be severe. I don't know how much more uh, any of us can take about how much rain this section of the country can handle uh lots of problems with yesterday's rainstorms we'll tell you more about that during news but my god how much more can you possibly stand you know yesterday after the show i go home and uh i'm i'm tired so i'm like i'm gonna take a nap i got uh i got time to just uh sleep and uh i told you i fell asleep in front of my air conditioner which is uh terrible because it started raining into the air conditioner which is why i sound like this sure but uh i woke up to hail like a good size hailstorm off the air conditioner. The ping pong, ping pong woke me up. I said, "You got to be kidding me at this point! Like, when do we get a break?" <laughs> I we didn't get hail in Hamden, but I mean, I knew that uh, that was a possibility. But you oh. know, like all these roads are getting you know washed away. Um, you know, there's all kinds of infrastructure problems yeah. that are building up. And like I said, we'll talk about it in uh, in news. But it's like this summer has been trash, awful, a Just trash summer awful and you know if you if you went to go swimming like in uh pick a pond any pond in the area spec pond let's say we're gonna go uh spec pond which one's spec pond and that the one uh and uh what a boston road oh yeah okay sure okay yeah. so well anyway uh or five uh you know five mile pond there pick a go. pond any anybody any body of water yeah. that has uh typically some people swimming in it I wouldn't dip my toe into that stuff at all right now. No, and they're uh, they're recommending that everyone uh, have that same mentality because everything is uh, full of sewage and high bacteria levels and runoff and pesticides and animal waste. Yeah, so, and, and you know normally uh, the levels of that stuff are, are, are reasonable. You can handle right. a, at least a little bit of animal waste, but now it's all uh, it's all blown into the waterways, and now look at us. It's it's summertime. It, you know, it's almost the end of uh, July, and we haven't had like a true nice run of pleasurable weather. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's me. I feel like maybe I'm the old guy yelling like, hey, "When I was a kid," but I used to remember distinct seasons when I was a kid too. It doesn't seem like we have much in the way of seasons anymore. It seems like somebody pulls a, a light switch and we go from winter. We have like spring for three days, and then it's 90 degrees and crazy. You know, that, you know? that whole adage 
you know, about New England weather. Yeah. You know, if you wait five we, minutes, it's going to yeah. change. Well, I think the climate change situation in this country or in this, uh, on this planet has changed so much that yeah. if you wait five minutes, the weather's just going to repeat itself yes. over and over again. Well, it's certainly uh, certainly rain is uh, around us. So, can you can you imagine if this were December or January and we were getting this much snow? Can you imagine the amount of snow we'd have right now? I'd quit. I just I wouldn't be doing anything. I would just be sitting in my house, just praying that I make it through winter. Money, it's, it's I can't stand it. I, I can't. can't stand it either. It, I, you know, it's my responsibility to find my way into work to tell people they should stay, stay at home, home and not get on the roads. That's part of my you know, my when, job. When you were on vacation, uh, I was working with Nagel during one of those storms, and you know he has to drive in from. You know, God knows where he lives out there in the woods. Yeah. Uh, I had to drive him from Chickabee. I was like, what? Am I insane right now mm-hmm. driving in? And then we got here to tell everybody not to drive in. Yeah. Don't uh, don't bother. It's uh, it's right. not safe. You'll uh, wind up spinning out and, and dying when right. your car hits a tree or as another car. I, as I almost did five times driving into work to tell you not to. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is, this is what this <laughs> job is all about. Right. In, enduring great hardships. To entertain you, uh, you know, un, you know, unsatisfied people. Yeah, yeah. Then they complain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you didn't talk about this today. Speaking of uh, complaints, I should probably mention that uh, in my view from the couch, I had that whole Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum switch up <laughs> problem. Like, uh, I said it right once, and then I uh, mixed it a second time, and then said it right again. But you know, when you don't do it consistently, then all of a sudden you look like a dope. So it will be done correctly. Uh, the next time I do it, I promise that it was Jalen Brown who got the five-year supermax contact uh, contract, not Jason Tatum. He'll get his next summer. It's one rich basketball player getting mixed up with another really well, rich basketball player. Isn't that the same? You know, Jalen, Jason. You right. can see where uh, anybody could get that mixed up. I sat right here across from you while you were doing it. Didn't I? Didn't hear one thing wrong. With yeah, it. I had one. I had one guy message me, and he said, "You know, you you messed it up." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, I, I realized I was doing that as I was doing that, and yeah. so you just can't go back." in time and fix it you just have to there's move a, forward and, and plug through that's one thing i've learned now filling it up there's always one guy who corrects what you said well, no matter what fact it is no matter what thing it is there's one guy and you'll always get a message from whoever that one guy is and i gotta it will always be <laughs> an accurate correction i gotta read you an email that i got to yesterday by uh someone very similar to that, you know, that oh, yeah? that one guy. Oh, I got to find it. I hope I can find it. Was it something I said that was factually inaccurate? Because <sighs> uh, newsflash, if you're listening and you're checking the words coming out of my mouth for factual accuracy, uh, I'm a dumb comedian. I don't, <laughs> not much I say is accurate. Yeah, no, I don't think I'm going to be able to find this, but this was a guy that pointed out how many times they said, uh, um and um you know uh, during like the first two hours of the show and then as a professional radio broadcaster i should try to no fix that because it's annoying to listen to and that it'll uh you know it'll it'll cause listeners to bolt and and never come back and i'm like well okay well thank you very much 
for your help. It's a shame I can't find that. Uh, uh, I wish you could email. find it. I could uh, find his name. Yeah, well, I uh, I can't find that. I'd so. like to appeal to the listeners to go to his job <laughs> and critique whatever it is. Yeah, I, w- I would like to, to look over your shoulder all day long to find out what you're doing wrong. See if you make a mistake. Sorry that this free entertainment wasn't good enough with you. <laughs> the entertainment that you didn't pay for. Too many ums. Yeah. Well, listen, it, uh, it happens. Plus, you know... Between the newscast, you're running everything over. You're like a circus. I just sit over here like a useless clown. Yeah, just waiting. All I have to do is say something. You, you're, you're juggling buttons. You got four monitors going. You, you look like you're working mission control over there. You're reading spots. Yeah, you're, you're picking up all Steve's slack and everyone else in here's slack. And, and Cohen's too. Yeah, Cohen's, Cohen's on, on vacation. Yeah. He's so, out there at the Cape with his toes in the sand. And also, all of a sudden, now I'm doing, uh, you know, yeah, a regular sportscast and, and so i'm doing i'm doing the work of three men and anytime you start opening your mouth and you start talking in my head i'm going oh my god thank god he, he's thank god he's a, lightening the load i have a second that i can organize all the 900 things i have to do next yeah I, I, I gotta tell you alone uh, by myself yeah. i'm really not that interesting and then this guy i'm gonna call him a jerk this jerk sends you an email saying you said um too much <laughs> Um, sir, um, you're uh, an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I wish to God I could find that. It was so ridiculously funny. But, yeah, I'll find it. He was probably to referring to me, by the way. That is one thing I do. It's a bad habit I have on stage, too. When I'm writing new material, like if I'm writing from stage, I do the um-uh thing. I think it has a lot to do with when you're having, like, an internal conversation yes. in your head while you're speaking. Yep. So you're kind of... Uh, you're, you're, you're kind of confusing yourself in where something is supposed to go when your brain is telling you, did I uh, turn the lights off in the in the kitchen? You know, is, yeah, is, is you, the gas on the stove? You know, that kind of stuff. For me, it's like you, it's it's a way that my brain tracks to make sure I say because it's, it's running too fast usually or sometimes in the morning here it's not running at all. It's a, it's a way for my brain to organize whatever thoughts in whichever way. They have to. So I'll just say, to if, if sir, if I um or ah too much, my deepest apologies. Yeah, my, my condolences to you. My most genuine, genuine. <laughs> sir, I am so sorry with all going on in the world today. My ums are your issue. Sir, Western Mass is being flooded out by torrential downpours. The Congress is going to talk about UFOs. Facts can't figure out whether it's Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. It just what we just got the biggest contract in NBA history, and you're counting on a you're you're doing you're you're counting every ah and um that comes out of the man's mouth. (laughs) You imagine like the CNN the C-SPAN thing today, and it's like it's like Richie Neal sitting behind a desk, and he's like. Look, uh, clearly these aliens want to go to war with us. Um, I don't know really what our... And he just gets the email, sir. I would appreciate if you could cut the ums out. He's like, I was talking about us going to war. It's 623. 6.29 and Alice Cooper with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni filling in for Steve until uh, until Monday. I found it. You found I, the email? I, I, found, I found the email and uh, here we go. Oh, we get letters. <laughs> we answer letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. 
Great Writer and Oh, letters. How are we going letters? Let's find out what you got to say. Oh, boy. Okay. A uh, gentleman named Jim in okay. Windsor, Connecticut writes, Facts. In the first two hours of today's show, your professional speaking skills were missing. Your speech was riddled with ah uh, and uh and um. It makes it hard to listen to the program and it diminishes the listener's confidence in the speaker. I hope you work on removing these filler words and get back to the professional that you are. Regards, Jim. Oh, all right, Jim, I don't go to your place of business and uh, breathe on your neck and say, you're doing it all wrong. Oh, I, but I we could. I oh, could. but we could, Jim. Because, uh, you know, the, there is, he did leave the exact address of where he works. <laughs> I possibly could go down there and uh, talk to him or his uh, fellow employees about the things that uh, Jim does wrong during the course I, of a day. Like, uh, you know, I like uh, barbecue. He's not, his work is not far from Bear's <laughs> Barbecue. <laughs> could do a field trip. We, got, we could. Get a nice brisket and then sit by Jim's desk while he answers phones. and Toss moink balls at the back of his head. Why not? <laughs> That's a great reference if you've been to if Bear's you've been Barbecue. you've been to Bear, you know what the I'm talking about. The moink balls are the fantastic. They are delicious. Well, but, Jim. <laughs> but, yeah, again, you know, I'm doing a million things. I'm uh, yeah. dating a virgin. Something's yeah. got to give. And yeah. sometimes, you know... Uh, you know, the words just don't pop out of my mouth as fast as yeah. maybe Jim would like. Uh, hey, Jim, I'm not a professional broadcaster, Jim. I'm just filling in. <laughs> Feel free to count my ums, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And I'm going to uh, um and odd ah to death when I do the news, <laughs> which is coming up next on Rock 102. <laughs> I got my Toyota from Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. My good buddy John Kupek, who's the general manager over there, got me into that. He can get you into yours, too. They're rapidly becoming the area's leader in new and certified pre-owned Toyota sales. Leah Toyota Wilbraham has truckloads arriving daily, and they currently have over 250 new Toyotas in their inventory. And with rebates up to $7,500 and interest rates as low as 3.9%, there'll never be a better time to purchase your new Toyota. Instant credit approval is only a click away. All credit applications will be accepted. Everyone drives at Leah Toyota Wilbraham, 2145 Boston Road or 24-7 at leahtoyotawilbraham.com. The newest way to save money is also the easiest. Freedom Credit Union introduces Advantage Checking, powered by Bazing. With the tap of an app, you'll enjoy access to thousands of local and national discounts and so much more, like cell phone protection, roadside assistance, identity theft aid, even a health savings card. Now that's some newfound freedom. Visit a branch or freedom.coop to get started today. Freedom Credit Union is federally insured by NCUA. Shares and deposits in excess of NCUA limits are fully insured by MSIC. Equal housing lender. Signing up for a Massachusetts gun permit class has never been easier. Just go to PioneerValleyArms.com. Click, sign up, and show up. It's that easy. Just go to PioneerValleyArms.com. And for all of your firearm needs, see them at 50 Shaker Road in East Long Meadow. 633 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Go to Gary Rum Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. It's time for news. I hope this meets Jim's high expectations. 
Uh, flash flooding continued yesterday, bringing more heavy rainfall to an already saturated western Massachusetts. Two uh, Day two of storms this week here in western Mass. It's been a, a summer of absolute hell. A, a flash floored warning was uh, was in effect Tuesday. I don't know if you got the uh, notification. I got the notification on my uh, my phone yesterday. Oh, for the uh, emergency uh, thing? I got one of those. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I you know, live in a the low part of uh, of Hamden where, you know, I suppose it could get flooded. It could. You got the Scantic River over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, reports of standing water between Agawam and Suffield, also Agawam water uh, flooding uh, the areas of Suffield and Springfield streets. And just a town over in West Springfield, Memorial Avenue near the Big E. You also had some flooding there as well. Also reports of flooding on River Street in West Springfield. Not too far away, uh, Route 5 was seeing some uh, some water collecting on the road. So, you know, things got a little nasty yesterday. And like you said, you had hail in, yeah. in Chicago. I, I didn't have hail near my house. I can confirm solid 20 minutes of hail because that's uh, it woke me right up. That and the emergency flash and then all the text messages uh, woke me up. Uh, yes, hail. Yeah. Uh, hail. That's still better than what they had in Gill yesterday, according to uh, to Mass DOT. A portion of Route Two eastbound in Gill, just west of uh, Avenue A, uh, the bridge is closed until further notice. Heavy rain and flash floods have caused a section of Route Two in Gill to erode, and eastbound traffic was detoured yesterday around this area and uh, a real mess. So, again, uh, as a public safety me- measure, they are uh, closing it in- indefinitely until they can figure out what to do. Jeez. Now, Gill, where is Gill next to? Uh, Gill is right next to, uh, well, uh, Route 2. Route 2. <clears throat> so, because I feel like... <laughs> I'm the I'm the last person you should ask, hey, where something is. Well, not only am I a Western Mass uh, born and raised person, but I still, every time I hear Gill, have to ask. I think it's near Irving, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not going to put you on the spot. I don't know. It's just you two, know. I wish we could ask Jim. Gill and Irving are two guys living in the in the woods yes. somewhere up in the up in the hills. I wish we could ask Jim uh, where Gill is. Um, Jim. I'm sure Jim has got it all figured. In fact, she's probably Jim probably has a big map at his cubicle. Of the entire area, so he can plot all the things that someone says incorrectly about those towns. I don't want Jim to correct me uh, if I get this wrong. <laughs> but uh, I thought I thought Gil, yeah, maybe Gil's, uh, maybe Gil. I, I but every time I think of the the Quabbin, how they flooded the Quabbin there, yeah. the Swift River. I always think Gil is somewhere around there, like one of those four towns that they flooded. But I know it's not. I, it, no, it's um, like. I, but it could be. I'm just saying we can make. It, a yeah, but residence. it's it's still uh, it's still a relatively dry town. Not this week, but it's yeah. never been flooded to the extent that the Quabbin has flooded out. Towns. Well, I just had a terrifying thought. You know, uh, have you ever looked at the flood map if the Quabbin Dam let go? No, I actually have never done you that. You should look at it because it'll pretty much flood most of this valley, including Chicopee and everywhere else, uh, Ludlow, all that stuff. I, uh, but everyone was always like, how could that ever happen? Because it is a, it's a beautiful, big, huge earthen dam and everything yeah. else. I'm sure it's fine. I'm just saying the way this weather keeps getting wacky, they're saying we're having 500 year storms. Could you imagine if we ever have one where that thing lets go? <sighs> You, you know, it would be an absolute disaster if if it happened. But but on the plus side, 
you could just lake trout fish right from your porch in Chicopee. That'd be yeah, nice. Yeah, or from your roof, because yes. that's really the only place that would be dry on your property. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm being told that Gill <laughs> is by Turner's Falls. All right. Gil, yeah. Okay. There you go. There you have it. Uh, let's see here. You know, in response to what he called the racially insensitive social media post from a fellow city councilor, Chickabee City Councilor Shane Brooks invoked a proposal uh, city charter provision that would allow the city to recall an elected official for immoral or illegal activity while still in office. We've heard this before about you know, other people within the city of Chickabee who were either elected or appointed who have done <laughs> really stupid, awful, ridiculously embarrassing things. And there really was not a mechanism in place to remove them. Yeah. So what Shane Brooks is doing uh, is using this provision uh, to change that with a city charter. And, of course, uh, you know, that could could take a while. Joseph Chessie Jr., the chair of the now dissolved committee of uh, an advisory charter commission, said the committee did yeoman's work and lamented that the recommendations have been languishing for more than a year on some of these cases. The most recent one, another Chickabee City Councilor, thinking it would be hilarious to post uh, racially insensitive memes on social media. Uh, there's no rule in place that would allow anybody to remove him for something like that. But, uh, you know, you can go and change the charter and sure. clean things up. Look, I, uh, I know all of the people in this story that you're talking about. Uh, consider them friends. Sure. Good people. Mm -hmm. I would caution uh, making a uh, a provision where you can remove a duly elected official for what you perceive, perceive to be a lapse in moral judgment. Uh, we had a <laughs> we had a mayor on videotape mm -hmm. uh, bribing uh, elected officials. Uh, he was uh, slated for court. Yep, and he was able to sit in that job famously um, and not step aside because they had no mechanism to recall him. Why don't you start there? Why don't you start with like criminally indicted people? Well, Marty, not someone who that... posts a bad meme. Now, let me say this: I don't know this other guy, but I have asked around. You know what I mean to get kind of an idea. Sure. Uh, yeah. Look. Don't be an idiot. You're elected. You know what I'm saying? You you have a certain responsibility to yeah. try not to be offensive or anything else. But to be fair, we all have different moral standards uh, to to what, to, you know. Well, you know, Marty, uh, you bring up uh, excellent points. And right. you know, I'm, uh, I'm in no position to uh, argue directly with you. Right. But I think, you know, a side-by-side -side comparison, you know, uh, you know Rick Goyette, Grabbing a couple of envelopes full of uh, of cash is hardly as offensive as a city councilor posting up memes involving <laughs> um, Jamie Foxx. Right. I, you know, I mean, the poor guy just suffered a stroke for crying out loud, and he, you know, here he is cracking wise about Jamie Foxx and and other uh, celebrities of, of of certain ethnicity. Yeah. Well, and again, this goes back to the idea of what really affects your life and what doesn't. Well, that's yeah. that. I'm sorry, but that is very, very upsetting. <laughs> and I don't know how the city of Chicopee even can operate uh, under those kinds of uh, circumstances. I can tell you how the city of Chicopee operates, and I can tell you when they're like, we need a mechanism to remove people this way. It is probably because 
they know that if someone doesn't fall in line with the way they want them to think or vote or whatever, they want to have a mechanism to remove that person when they do something stupid and screw up. Mm. I can assure you this, uh, Jamie Foxx probably wouldn't care about that meme. You want to know why? He's a comedian. As a comedian, we all take shots. We say tasteless jokes. Right. We, we, we try to be funny and we miss. Jamie Foxx is not immune to that. <laughs> he He's talked about it before personally and in interviews. So I don't think he'd be that upset. Uh, you know what does affect your life, though? What? Uh, if the FBI catches you on tape uh, stuffing money into a bag, go, what, no envelope? <laughs> All right, I'll just take my money here. That's more uh, what I, you should be worried about. I beg to differ, Marty. I think uh, you know inappropriate, right. cancelable memes are right. uh, really the scourge of society. You know, if a politician wants to, yeah. you know, get a little graft on the side in his uh, in his office, well, right. I have no, uh, you know, who who am I to throw stones? Who shall I be? Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a man of science. I don't know if you were aware of this. I, oh, clearly, just by the way you've been sitting there in the lab coat uh, all yes, morning. Right, of course. I'm doing I'm doing <laughs> With those mad- beakers I'm, bubbling behind you. Right, and, I'm, do, yes. I'm doing science experiments all day long. Anyway. Um, there's a new research coming out of, uh, of UMass Amherst, which is, you know, if you send your kid there, I'm sure when you hear this, you'll be very proud that so many great scientific developments are happening oh. right there on campus. According to uh, new research, chronic constipation is connected to to- cognitive decline. That's according to new research conducted at uh, UMass Amherst. Uh, apparently, according to lead study author and assistant professor uh, Koran Ma, uh, presented her team's findings last week at the Alzheimer's Association International Conference in Amsterdam. There's a big Ooh. deal. Uh, compared to those who uh, process food only once a day, constipated patients um, who have the same episodes, say, like one to every three days, okay. had significantly worse cognition, equivalent to three years more of cognitive aging. Fascinating. If you don't release, it could make you understand and remember less. A big cognitive decline. The researchers, <laughs> including a senior author and UMass associate professor, Dr. Dong Wang, <laughs> yeah. recommended that people pay attention to any abnormal intestinal and gut function. They uh, recommend eating high fiber and high uh, and high uh, polyphenol diets which include fruits vegetables and whole grains far be it for me to question dr dong dr uh, do- uh, dr wang dong dr. wang dr wang i'm you know what that's immature of me to say dr dong i'm far <laughs> be it for me to correct dr wang dr dong what's that <laughs> flower you got on you know the thing uh, dr I, dong wang <laughs> yeah that's right but you know the uh, the the research here really is uh, something remarkable i mean you think about this let's say you're backed up yeah a little bit maybe a lot of bit a lot of bit uh i know for me whenever it's happened to me I forget all kinds of things like, yeah. you know, the things that I need to do because I'm really just focusing on how can I get through this horrible physical sensation. Sometimes you're all backed up. You might even say an um or a uh. <laughs> I might Jim. not be able to speak at all for the first two hours of my show. I, you know, I find uh, when I do this show filling in for Steve that this I could have uh, I could have helped Dr. Dong here. I could have. <laughs> I could have helped him real quick with this study because uh, 
Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very uptight, very clenched, very much probably constipated. Sure. Somewhere around Wednesday, halfway through the show, mm-hmm. I start to relax. I go to the bathroom, but Thursdays and Fridays on here are usually a lot of fun. You know, it's sure, a, right. Mondays up to it's a, I could see the cognitive decline. Oh, I, listen, I feel that cognitive decline every single day of my life. Do you think that uh, also the possibility that they this they did this study is so they could go to that conference in Amsterdam because they're also from UMass? <laughs> you know what it is, <laughs> Marty. I I understand where you're going with this, yeah. but this is science we're talking about. This is Hard uh, fought, hard, hard battled research. Hard science. Dr. Dong Wang yeah. is, uh, yeah, hard yeah. science. Hard like a stone sometimes. Hard like a rock. Like, really, uh, and I hope that. It's no limp. It's no limp uh, <laughs> science data. This is uh, yeah. uh, Dr. I, Dong Wang. I hope all the researchers and the students that were involved in this research pro- uh, project passed. I, you know what? I agree. And uh, I hope when they go to that conference in Amsterdam, we're both marijuana and prostitution are legal <laughs> that uh dr dong wang and his team yep i hope that they uh they get the proper respect oh yes congratulations great science great science standing uh, ovation a uh, Piner valley <laughs> forecast a mix of sun and clouds today a high of 90 tonight partly cloudy low of 70 and then for tomorrow believe it or not a possibility of more rain with thunderstorms of Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.53 and Smashing Pumpkins with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on uh, on Rock 102. So um, the uh, the travel publication World Atlas. You ever hear of them? I've heard of an atlas. I've heard of an atlas, too. I've heard of the world. I've never heard of them uh, together. Anyway, uh, they've compiled a list of 11, what they are saying, are the cutest small towns in Massachusetts. Oh. Two of them. Are from Mass, uh, Western Mass. Have you heard of this little hamlet called Holyoke? Well, you know what? I find, this is why I'm bringing that up. I find that Holyoke is absolutely adorable. <laughs> adorable. The two towns that they mention as being the cutest in uh, in Massachusetts. Ooh, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? Go ahead. Can I, I got to ask a qualifying question. Are we talking Pioneer Valley or are we talking Berkshire's included as well? Um, One of each. Oh, Actually, I'm not even sure the first one is in the valley. It might be beyond the valley. The first one is Great Barrington. Oh, but I don't okay. know if you could consider that I was in the s- valley. Yeah, but, yeah. I was going to say uh, Stockbridge, but yes. Great well, Barrington. it's interesting you bring that up. Stockbridge is the other one. Look at me. I nailed it. Yeah, right. Nailed so, it. You know, and, and Stockbridge is nice. You know, I've uh, you know, yeah. I've been been there, stayed yeah. at the Red Lion once yeah, uh, or sure. twice. You know, you uh, might as well stay there before it burns down. That's what I tell everybody. That's cause... absolutely because it's, uh, it, it, <laughs> it's susceptible. Uh, well, all of those places, and, and we are full of them here in Western Mass where they're like, you know, George Washington slept here once. George Washington stopped and took a dump here once. George yeah, Washington right. had a beer here. All of those places you want to preserve and that's such i love that place like the norman rockwell museum right. it's very cool right but i love that red line i think it's beautiful and but i i have just already resigned myself in my head that someday some idiot is going to fall asleep with a cigarette in their mouth or something and the whole thing's going to go up because it's yeah, well, so old there you go yeah i hope I it get, doesn't happen by the way 
because I love it. So yeah, I, ho- I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, doesn't happen either. But you know, I'm thinking. You know, those towns are great. They're, they're all yeah. fine. But Holyoke, what a- and Springfield. Mm. I must tell you, they are breathtakingly adorable and so damn cute. Wait, just the other day, I was driving down <laughs> uh, certain parts of the uh, the city of Holmes, and mm. I thought, oh my god, that is. That is the most beautiful boarded-up building I've ever seen in my life. I saw this little gentleman. Uh, he had what I would consider a little street-side business, if you will, almost mm-hmm. like a lemonade stand. Oh, or, that's uh, nice. Something like that. No sign, but it was clear yeah. that he was uh, he was selling his wares from the corner of yes. the street. Like yeah. out of the back of the trunk of the vehicle, he may or may not actually technically own, possibly home. or scooter, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was in this little uh, part, so quaint, uh, called the Hill McKnight area. Oh, breathtaking! Mm. The uh, it, really Summer the scenes, in the Hill sights, McKnight. Oh, the smells, oh, the yeah. sounds. But just the other day, I was uh, I was driving through uh, driving through uh, certain areas of of Holyoke, and I I saw a young man. Uh, he seemed to be like a kind of into, like a craftsman because mm. uh, he had a. Uh, a block, and uh, around the block was a, a bit of sandpaper, and he was taking that sandpaper to the serial number on a on a, a gun, on a and firearm? just trying to you know get rid of the ID number, so you know, if he used it in a crime, it couldn't be easily traceable. You need to admire these non-corporate entrepreneurs that are out there trying applaud, to make a difference. I applaud it. In I our do. Communities. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I mean, Stockbridge and, and Great Barrington. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's. Those are the popular choices, yeah. but if you really look at the people in your neighborhood, have you ever seen Rockwell's painting? Uh, it's called a Body in the Canal. It is a beautiful <laughs> painting. It's a beautiful painting. It really is great American art. It is. <laughs> it's six. Grilling headquarters: Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, so often families are torn apart by toxic comparisons. Things like, why can't you be more like your brother? Or your brother is better at that. Or your brother is better at this. Or we prefer to do things with your brother. You know, the sort of poisonous, jealousy-induced gaslighting that causes family members to turn in each other in a combustible, passive-aggressive collision course towards a lifetime of resentment and hostility. Now, if you happen to be a member of the late... Aaron Hernandez family, former tight end of the New England Patriots, you might both think those sort of unfair comparisons might have died down. What with all that thing about him killing people execution style in a North Attleboro industrial park? Well, not so fast, because it turns out uh, the brother of Aaron Hernandez might be every bit as problematic as as his younger brother used to be. According to reports, Dennis DJ Hernandez, Aaron's older brother, is in jail this week following his arrest earlier this month after he was accused of plotting a potential school shooting at both the University of Connecticut and at Brown University. DJ, who was a former quarterback for the Huskies in the mid-2000s, was planning to seek revenge on anybody who may have unfairly profited from the suicide death of his brother in 2017. He also posted several violent threads on social media which suggested he might have some problems on his own. Now, why he chose Brown or Yukon isn't exactly clear since his brother didn't even go there. All I can tell you is that upon his arrest, he was tased by police and taken into custody. And today, he is sitting in jail. 
definitively answering the rhetorical question, why can't you be more like your brother? Seems to me, he is. Now, obviously, there are some issues going on with DJ Hernandez that are probably not for public discussion. The good news here is that unlike his brother, he hasn't actually killed anybody yet. But like his brother, that might have just been all a matter of time. Either way, I hope the guy gets the psychological help that he needs because sometimes being like your brother isn't such a great idea. And when it comes to the Hernandez brothers, it's definitely not a good idea. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a dirty deck? How about a filthy fence? Deck wash, face wash, uh, fence wash, patio wash, house wash. They're all on sale at Rocky's. So are cabin exterior, t- exterior stains. Pretty, pretty the place up and save a few bucks while you're at it. With mold armor washes and cabin stains, both from Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic, Classic. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7 and Motley Crew with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Real quick, the uh, Pioneer Valley forecast is uh, looking like this. A mix of sun and clouds for today and pretty hot. High of 90 for tomorrow. Things kind of get a little nasty. Mostly cloudy early, but then the thunderstorms will kick off later in the day, some of which could be severe because, you know, you just can't have a simple day. Uh, high of 90. It's currently, uh, ooh, I'd say 66 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. You gonna watch? Uh, you gonna watch the uh, hearings today? Uh, well, I was gonna do the weather and say tomorrow, 70 percent chance of aliens. I'm uh, excited. I, I tell you what, man. You know, I uh, I'm not really one to kind of curl up around like uh, congressional hearings unless uh, I know that like there's gonna be a they're gonna be talking like hair on a coke can yeah, or. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, or something really salacious, but aliens, man, UFOs, you know, to boldly go where no congressman has gone before. I want to, I want to hear what what they got planned on this thing. I'm, I'm excited that this circus called Congress has finally given us some real absolute freak shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's it's about time they you know address yeah. some of the important issues of the world. I've been fooled about the world's largest pig. I don't know how many times at the Big E. It's cost me countless dollar bills. I'm glad for free. I'm going to finally get my news on aliens. Um, I uh, just read an article that said uh, it's in The Guardian, which is, uh, you know, reasonably, reasonably, I mean, who's reputable anymore for news? But and it said U.S. urged to reveal UFO, UFO evidence after claim that it has intact alien vehicles. This guy, David Grush. Uh, who worked for the Department of Defense Agency, has alleged that the U.S. has craft of non-human origin. Um, I don't know if he's one of the guys testifying, but I hope they bring them all out. I hope they wheel everyone in. Grush is going to testify. He's he one is. of uh, there's been There have been three guys that they've uh, identified. Uh, one is uh, David uh, Fraber, who's an ex-Navy uh, commander. you got okay. Grush, who's a former U.S. intelligence officer. Yeah. This guy... Ryan Graves, a former fighter pilot, uh, pilot for the Navy, all right, and all three of them have shared their experiences, uh, you know, while they were on the job, and they've got a little bit of credibility. I mean, you, an intelligence officer. Well, you know, they're gonna, you know, when they, when push comes to shove, they'll yeah. lie right to your face. But yeah. this is, I, you know, to me, it's interesting because, you know, for years we've talked about. 
you know, yeah. what we have in a hangar in New Mexico. Yeah. We got a, you know, a bunch of stuff there and, and no one even acknowledges that area 51 or 52 or 55 and a half. No, they don't even acknowledge that they exist. Yes. They just <laughs> know it's somewhere in Roswell or Rosdale. I don't even know what Roswell, New Mexico. Yep. Something happened. We got some stuff and nobody wants to talk about it ever since. I uh, I told you since I was a little kid I've been fascinated with UFOs. Like I, I remember going to the library with all my friends and they were you know they would make you take out books. You know mm-hmm. I went to St. Pat's Elementary and we'd have our field day where you go to the Chickabee Library and you and my all my friends had books of like their Larry Bird or whatever. Yeah. And I would leave with like uh, Project Blue Book, In Depth Analysis, uh, Majestic Twelve, all these books about UFOs. I was fascinated with them. I've been fa- – it's actually led me to talk to multiple people. I I, I talked at one point to somebody who um, sort of uh, alluded to uh, some, some stuff that they may or may not have worked at in the military out very close to those areas that you're talking about, mm-hmm. as much as I can say on air. So uh, it will be great for off air, but uh, for the other show. But they, they – this – thing is fascinating there's a guy named bob lazar have you ever heard of bob lazar i actually have heard of bob lazar right bob lazar's guy who just passed away not too long ago who claimed that not only did we have alien crafts but that uh he knew the el- the elements that we have since discovered the periodic table was part of uh those crafts and everything else this article about this gentleman says that we do possess alien crafts and that have unique uh, elements and radiological signatures to it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to make this guy come in. But here's where it gets fascinating. What if, Mike, what if they have other surprise witnesses that they, they haven't even told? Well, like who? I'm thinking Bat Boy from the World News, Weekly World News. Remember Bat Boy? I do remember Bat Boy. Yeah. Maybe they they have Bat <laughs> he you gotta believe in. You got to believe that kid's got a lot to say. He does. Been in the papers forever. Right. Bat right. boy, like yeah, well, 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 what's your experience with right with alien uh, craft? I'm right. sure he's got a thing or two. Ladies and gentlemen of the committee, I present for you for the first time ever, Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, sir, what is your occupation? I am a uh, excuse me, uh, <laughs> senator. I am a leprechaun. And what is your job? To protect the Lucky Charms and also to have pots of gold planted at the end of rainbows. Turns out I've been manipulating gold markets for centuries. <laughs> Please refer me to the Finance Committee. Yeah, that's, that, uh, the, the, day, uh, the day that the U.S. stopped using the gold standard was the worst yeah. day of my life. Maybe they live remote in the Loch Ness Monster or sure. uh, Champ, the one from Lake Champlain up there. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, what... Well, who knows at this point, right? Well, you know, the thing about it is, and we talked about this the other day, it would be remarkably arrogant for us to believe that we are the only planet in an ever-expanding universe that has carbon-based life forms on it. Correct. It's just not possible that we're the only ones. The, the, the odds of that are, are ridiculous. Yeah. There's, there's got to be other people. Now, it- I... I don't know uh, very much about what kind of life forms we're talking about, but I have seen enough episodes of Star Trek to know you don't necessarily want to hang out with Klingons. Any woman that's dancing and her skin is all green sounds good in theory, but if you actually saw one up close, you'd think, 
I might want to get a condom. And then you also <laughs> think about, you know, some of the uh, the battles that happened between the Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Enterprise, the Millennium Falcon, uh, you know, things of uh, even even the, uh, the 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 Robinson family on uh, Lost in Space. Oh, yeah, sure. You know what? Uh, there were some crazy things happening on that ship. All plausible. All plausible. <laughs> Very likely. And if it weren't for Dr. Smith and that uh, and that giant booby, the the uh, the robot, you know, things might have turned out a little bit differently. Listen, we should build a statue to William Shatner if this turns out to be true because he's been out there nailing these green alien uh, women for, for, yeah, I know. for decades. Think about that. Doing the the humanitarian work representing Earth across the galaxy and the star system. To boldly go where no man's gone before. That's what he's done. Yeah, yeah, it would be arrogant on a level of Jim down in Windsor, Connecticut, who thinks we do too many (laughs) Who thinks I'm too many uh, that my uh, my public speaking. Uh, Jim's getting his favorite show right now. I know. Him and the rest of the customer service reps are huddled around the radio. We did it. Oh yeah, you know he's the talk around the cubicles yeah, today. Yeah. But um, no, I, I uh, this is huge. It's it's you know it's it's huge. It it may also be a waste of time because it's Congress, right? And if if any if you wanted anybody to solve a problem in this country, if you wanted right. to ever go to a source in which you're sure to get accurate information, right? completely unstained by politics or or, right. or political agenda, then the Congress is where you really need to go. Oh, sure. Nothing but the truth all the time. Baby. All the all the time. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, and, and I'm sure there's going to be a part of uh, most of us that will watch some of this and say, this is the biggest farce I've ever seen. Yeah, I... Uh, Especially if you find out that none of it is true. I it, I just I really maybe it's it, it's cuz 10-year-old me is still in there and and w- is wanting to know. I'm just hoping they have this landmark. You know like in the movies uh they they have the landmark moment in the congressional committee. Sir, I and the guy hits the gavel and he's like, "Stop talking." And he's just like, <laughs> "No." I hope they have I hope some guy pulls an alien head out of a duffel bag and yeah. they're like, "Bang bang bang, recess." No. I will not recess and just throws an alien corpse on the thing. You know, I, I like I I hope that we learn for for sure that uh you know, we're not alone because it's going to change everyone's perspective. We're going to stop arguing over dumb stuff. Well, that would be great if that's the case, but uh they won't let it happen. I don't think They're the not Congress I don't think the Congress is going to ask the right questions. Right. I think you're going to have one or two uh you know senators up there going uh, I would like to refer to my colleague from the great right. state of Alabama, uh, where he has five minutes to ask questions. Well, thank you very much, Senator. I would <laughs> like to ask this uh, this alien from a foreign country, a foreign uh, planet. What is your name, sir? Thank right. you, uh, Mister. Tell us uh, what you're doing here and what are your intentions with our great country, the United States of America. Right. And then it's a, there's too much money built up in uh, in building planes and bombs that wouldn't matter anymore, you know. If bleep Blorp is sitting right in front of him. Yeah, and they, you know someone slaps a MAGA hat on him yeah. just to protect him from the sun, and everyone thinks he's got an axe to grind. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, if they do come out and say it, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. 
the two people who are probably most responsible for this is uh, the lead singer, Blink-182, and Donald <laughs> Trump. A crazy pairing, but... Uh, yeah, not one you'd expect. Because you know they had to tell Trump, and he's like, great, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> Go ahead, <laughs> indict me. I'm going to let it all out of the bag. Indict me. We're talking aliens yeah. all day. Yeah, The they, greatest aliens. We've got a spaceship. It's the a really most. nice spaceship. It's the most beautiful spaceship we've ever seen. We've got a spaceship that's really that nice and good. The most aliens. <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> We're going to build a wall between Earth and space. Crafts, bigly. Bigly. Uh, 100%. 100% going to be either because of that or because of Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. <laughs> Which, by the way, in 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 changing global psychology bingo, two cards you would have never played ten years ago. Never, not in a million years. The guy, the guy from The Apprentice, the lead singer of Blake One Eighty Two, changing the entire global perspective on the uh, where we stand in the universe. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 729 in Queen with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni in Rock 102. A mix of sun and clouds today, a high of 90. It's going to be a hot one tomorrow, also hot too, but uh, thunderstorms later in the day, mostly cloudy early, but some of those thunderstorms could wind up being severe, so be careful of that. Again, a high of 90. It's uh, 66 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Marty Caproni has been filling in all week, uh, the Loft Comedy Club. Yeah. Tomorrow night for uh, the big Thursday night showcase, and then Mike Hanley on Friday. Yeah, uh, $20 tomorrow gets you a nice uh, chicken teriyaki dinner, buffet dinner with uh, roast potatoes, vegetable medley, and comedy featuring a lot of my funny friends, including uh, myself. And uh, that will be great. So, uh, you know, make some plans instead of sitting at home sweltering over your stove. Come Mm -hmm. in and sit in some nice air conditioning and enjoy some laughs. And then Friday night, we have Mike Hanley, who is an absolute must-see comedian you will die laughing. He's, He's very funny. He is super funny. Um, so get tickets to come see him for Friday night. And uh, and that's all we got for comedy. And then in the meantime today, it's going to be, what, 90 degrees, you said? 90. You should go see a movie. <clears throat> yeah. Well, uh, and there's maybe a, a movie that you might have in mind. We'll talk about that after 8 o'clock. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, maybe we talk about these movies that are out right now. But in the meantime... Yeah, We got news coming up next on Rock 102. When you volunteer with AARP Massachusetts, it's easy to make a difference in your community. Whether you want to start small or really dumb. 733 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102 with Marty Caproni. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. If you were uh, anywhere near your cell phone yesterday, you may have gotten an alert that flash flooding was uh, expected yesterday. And some areas of, of uh, Western Mass certainly gotten that. Flash flooding uh, continued yesterday as heavy rains continue to pummel Western Mass. Uh, two storms uh, this week have made things uh, very sloppy. And, of course, it's affected areas like Agawam, Suffield, and West Springfield, and uh, and more. In fact, uh, in Gill, a, a bridge was, uh, was damaged. A portion of uh, Route 2 eastbound in Gill, just west of Avenue A, that bridge is closed until further notice. Apparently, heavy rain and flash floods have caused a section of Route 2 in Gill to erode. And the moment you have that, you don't want to be driving anything close to that. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so be very, very careful. Uh, that's uh, all according to the Mass DOT and, the, uh, and uh, MEMA, who are all saying, hey, if you're going to be uh, on Route 2, avoid Gill, at least that part. Uh, the city of Chicopee. 
Oh, but yeah. And by the way, there's there's another storm coming up uh, tomorrow. Well, it would it wouldn't feel right if there wasn't. I feel like every day since I've been coming on the show, we've reported on floodings and storms. It's like you know, every day we're talking about some sort of you know sloppy natural, natural disaster. disaster. You know, whether it's yeah. you know uh, you know over you know, rivers overflowing their banks and and now you know <laughs> streets being eroded from underneath, and it's just. It's just so weird to have this much rain ruin an entirely perfectly good summer. This should have been yeah. a this should have been the summer of uh, Bax and Marty. It's, now look at us. It, yeah, we could have been out on the river with our shirts off. Yeah, we could have been you know sunning our big barrel chests. <laughs> but no, no, we're trapped in a basement talking about floods. No such luck. Hey, in the uh, the city of Chicopee, in response to what's uh, what was called a racially incentive social media post from a fellow city councilor. Uh, Chicopee City Council Shane Brooks invoked a proposal city charter provision that would allow the city to recall an elected official for immoral or illegal activity while in office. Right now, the uh, there is no mechanism in place to remove someone who, oh, I don't know, let's say a sitting mayor grabbed uh, two uh, stacks of cash and wondered, what, no envelope? As crazy as it sounds, that has happened in the city of Chicopee, and there wasn't much they could do about it. Uh, this most recent case, a, uh, the Chickabee Ch- Ch- City Councilor for Ward 7 shared a post on July 11th that featured White House Press Secretary Karina Jean-Pierre, an African-American woman, next to a, a still from a comedy from uh, from Jamie Foxx in costume with a caption, uh, good luck getting out of this out of your head. Uh, that was met with uh, quite a bit of criticism, and uh, this may have sparked Shane Brooks to say, you know what? Maybe it's time to start looking into how we can make changes in the city. And listen, I know Shane, and uh, I would just say, uh, as it should be, uh, you got people doing dumb stuff like that and everything else. I just think uh, you should probably have the uh, language in there be not just immoral, because immoral is a flexible, uh, you know what I mean? It's not... You, who, what may be immoral to you may, is, not, be may not be immoral to me. To me. Right. right. And you know who should ultimately decide... Whether someone's moral or not are the voters, uh, I feel. And, uh, you know, be careful because uh, it's like uh, the sword that you swing today might be the sword that you're facing tomorrow. True. You know what I'm saying? But you know what? I mean, uh, in in all reality, if you're an elected official. Right. You have to be even more diligent about what you choose to put on social media. A hundred percent. Because, I mean, the, you know. The, the the truth is you are now a public servant. Yep. And you've been elected to that position to to reflect serve the public. To serve the public and, and in in particular that ward that you that you serve on. So if you're going to put something that could potentially be inflammatory. Right. That's just plain stupid. It's stupid because you're not going to get elected again, which is kind of what the the built-in mechanism is to control that kind of idiocy, you know. Yeah. And you know um not for nothing, but the uh, the Chickamaw City Council has had its share of questionable individuals over the years. <laughs> I'm not naming names, and I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just going to say that there have been a few of you that did kind of cause somewhat of a stink. Yeah, nah, uh, neither will I, but I will say um, I find it hilarious that we had a mayor on video taking bribes and did not put in a mechanism for recall for that. 
But now we're going to put one in because somebody posted a stupid meme that's racially right. insensitive. Well, in the case of, uh, of, uh, of Rick Goyette, I mean, he was running for right. mayor when those videos right. came out. Yeah, it was so egregious that the FBI actually broke kind of they used to have a kind of a policy. They wouldn't interfere with elections because they don't they don't want to look as though they're they're there's any type of government influence over who people elect or don't elect. But in a, in that case, it was so egregious and it was on video and it was still, the evidence was so overwhelming. They kind of uh, said the heck with that. Like yeah. the, the voters need to know this and the people need to know this. Um, that being said, you know, uh, if you're a city councilor like this guy, apparently, and you make a real stupid choice and you do something dumb like that, Hey, guess what, buddy? You're elected now. You're not the guy who can sit there and make those jokes. Uh, now, it's not so much that you know you, that one of his dank memes was so offensive that he shouldn't serve. Right. The the issue is, is if something like this were to happen and it was worse, right? There's nothing that the city council can do to fix it. Right. Other than to wait for the next election. Sure. Well, as we've seen in the past couple of years, sometimes that's not good enough and that someone may might have to be removed down the road. Now, I, now this meme is, is I can see why it's offensive, but it may not be the reason to to propel them out of the city council. I can just tell you how Chickabee politics works, though. Uh, enforcement's always been very selective when it comes to stuff like this. So I could see, and that's what I'm trying to say, you lobby, put this mechanism in change, and then where does it stop? Because what they're going to do is everybody's going to be trying to bounce everybody out of office because everybody did or said something that was uh, considered morally repugnant to them or the, the phony outrage that people make to try to uh, change political courses. I could see all that happening in Chicopee. I think uh, you're better served having it be because of criminal intent or sure. things like that. But um, you still have to put something in place to act upon something happening. Yeah, if something goes something goes haywire, you got to be able to act on it. And if you don't have yes. something in the city charter that allows you sure. to do that, then it's a mistake to not have it. Sure. I just think the language that you you have in there should be very much clear as that. And by the way, there are mechanisms that you can do that are outside of the ch city charter that, you know, you could pass a resolution, you could pass a censure, you could pass uh, a public re uh, a rebuke uh, mm -hmm. from the city councilors. You can have a, you, you can do all of those things. You can have a, uh, the mayor use his pulpit to, to, to influence it and everything. You can do all of those things. I just think when you're going to change the will of the voters, you, it has to be a very, clear and egregious offense to do so all-time records are being set for home prices as buyers try to get their hands on the limited and shrinking supply of homes for sale in massachusetts there were declines in both single-family homes and condo sales last month a real estate expert told 22 news that uh, not many owners have an incentive to move with the high interest rates now well above six percent at the same time the relatively scarce inventory of homes and condos for sale has pushed the medium sale price to new highs last month. And according to the uh, Realtor, Realtor Association of the Pioneer Valley, single-family homes in Western Mass were at $340,000, while condos fell to $301,000. Uh, according to uh, Stephen LaPlante from uh, Connie LaPlante Real Estate, we're starting to still see some homes are selling under bidding wars 
while some other homes we're seeing are just sitting on the market and taking a little bit longer. We're starting to see price reductions happening. So I don't know if that the if, if the if the fact prices are just leveling out or perhaps recent rising interest rates are cooling the market off. LaPlante adds that uh, condos and multifamily homes are rising in popularity as they become more affordable to the average home buyer. But across the state, there's been more than 9,000 condo sales so far this year, which is down by 23% from a year ago. So that's actually pretty significant. Yeah. And, it, you know, the more I think about it, you know, when I bought my first house in Springfield, I got it for dirt cheap. Right. Compared to what's out there now. That same house, because I look on Zillow all the time. Yeah. I'm a nosy little bastard. Yeah, sure, sure. I look on Zillow all the time. That house now is worth almost two and a half to three times what I paid for it. Sure. Back in 1998. I mean, I realize that's a long time ago, but nevertheless, I don't know how anyone buys a starter home now and how they would do it at 6%. This this goes back to the whole thing I was saying. I had a big theory. Uh, it's like kind of a theological or a philosophical debate with somebody over the whole student loan stuff. Yeah. And I was saying, I get it when people are like, hey, I didn't have student loan relief and I paid my loans and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's really crappy that uh, banks get to charge they're charging like 10 11 12 percent interest for student loans now they're guaranteed loans from the federal government so it's just a it's just a it's almost like a profit it's a scam almost you know at this point sure and the, and the cost of the college has gone ballooned through the roof so that's a scam and what ends up happening is these kids are getting out of college they have a mortgage payment before they even have a place to live and now you look at a skyrocketed uh, housing price. How are you going to get a mortgage on a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house if you got a two thousand dollars a month uh, bill for your for your college? You're, loans? you're absolutely right. And these people are like, hey, I did it, but uh, you know they, they should do it. It's yeah, like you well, graduated with thirty thousand dollars of student loans and a house was eighty thousand dollars, and the average income in the area was uh, thirty two thousand. It's thirty eight now. Well, you know the thing about like economics, and it's true of a lot of things, but everything is connected to everything. Right. So you're a kid, you know, graduating college, and you've spent you know, $50,000 a year or more to right. go to college to get a degree, you are walking out of there with a mortgage. Right. There's, I mean, there's no no doubt about it. To compare what you know, what I went through, you know, I walked out of college with like a $20,000 debt, right. which at the time, considering I was working in radio, which paid garbage <laughs> for years. Before the millions. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you come back down to earth you can talk but um you know i mean that was a, that was a struggle early on right but i don't regret having paid them because no. in a way it made me take my job and my career a little bit more seriously sure. but it's a different time you know, right. well, that's what i'm saying i see both sides of that coin i see the people are like hey it wasn't done for me blah 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 but it, i at the end of the day what i really see this as is an economic driver in some regard you know what i mean people can still have a commitment and still have to pay for their education so there's value in it but they're really we're gonna we're gonna sink our budding economy we're gonna sink the next generation the, the issue the issue is nothing is for free and if you're forgiving debt the school is still getting paid it's getting paid right. by everybody else right and the problem is you got to ask well why is a college education Costing as much as fifty to eighty thousand dollars a year. Right. Why is that? How realistic is that? Because it's the only 
one of the very few sectors of our economy right. that has never gone down. It no. just gets well, it's it just, gets greater and greater as the years go by. And this is the this is the other part of that equation too. So I always talk about the righty versus the lefty. The lefty part of higher academia, it's a giant scam shell game too because they're all all the administrators now are making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars. The professors are making tons of money, get two years off, all this other stuff, right? Yeah. How, how can you preach all of this great stuff, but you're part of this system that you know is doing this to these kids? You know that you're part, you know what I'm saying, at some point? I totally understand that. And 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 so there's blame to be had for both sides, but ultimately, at the end of the day, we as a country should be trying to educate our populace the most we can so that, guess what, we're not a stupid country. You, right now, we we depend on the immigrant the uh, immigration flow into this country for higher education more than we ever have in history. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're for technology and all that stuff. That sector is an overwhelming amount of people that we're depending on foreign uh, students to come here and then settle here. I'll tell you what: the smartest people in America right now, and I absolutely trades. Me exactly. Yes, are the are the, are the people that go into tr into trades? Yep. They don't have the uh, the debt and make three times as much money as yep. the person with a, with a bachelor's degree. And for some reason, we've gotten away from the idea that people look down on people who work in the trades or work in a factory. Or oh whatever. hell no! Some of those people, most of them are my friends, and most of them are some of the smartest people I've ever met. And most of them, I mean, one of my best friends on the planet. He, he does have an education, but he went to community college. He paid for it as he went and everything else. And then he went to, you know, two years of whatever. Yeah. But he's, he's a, he was a union carpenter. Now he's a union elevator worker. He's, he's doing better than all of my yeah. friends combined. He's doing better than the dopey kid that just got a, a, a degree in advanced economics. Right. Yeah. A 100%. <laughs> because, I mean, right. the, the, the amount of debt is just uh, you know, unsolvable. Right. It's, uh, it's going to be... Uh, cloudy today and hot and a mix of a little bit of sun in there too tomorrow's when things going to get kind of nasty uh thunderstorms later in the day some of which could be severe with rocket 754 and the beatles with bax and nagel and marty caproni and rock 102 like i told you the uh the, the forecast is okay for today sun and clouds but hot tomorrow is going to be hot too but that cloudiness in the morning is going to turn to thunderstorms later in the day some of which could be pretty nasty with a high of 90. It's still 67 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Back to these musical podcasts this week. My guest is uh, Martin Glover uh, from the band Killing Joke. If you don't know anything about uh, Martin Glover, uh, he has not only been in that band since on and off since 1978, he is also one of the most sought-after music producers in the world, having worked with Paul McCartney and Pink Floyd and Faith No More and U2, Guns N' Roses, Kate Bush. The, the, the list is endless he's also got a, a bunch of great stories including one about uh, the verve who did the uh, bittersweet symphony he's the guy that produced that it wound up being the biggest career uh single uh, of his life and it's a it's an amazing story and you can check that out on apple podcast soundcloud spotify google podcast all brought to you by znm home buyers check them out at znmhomes.com and rock 102 springfield's classic rock I'm not saying this just because it's your podcast, but that song, the one Bittersweet Symphony that you talk about, The Verb, I remember when it came out, and I remember thinking, what a brilliant risk as a producer <laughs> yeah. to start 
a, a rock song basically, but with all classical uh, uh, arrangement and strings and and you know the 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 story goes is that the band, the guy that wrote that song, yeah, didn't really want to put it on the record. That's amazing. And you know they laid down basic tracks before all that orchestration was added, and he told uh, Martin, you know, just put it aside. We we, we got other songs yeah. to do. And Martin's sitting there going, it's really the best song you got. And on his own, produces it, puts the strings on it, presents it to the band. And all of a sudden, everybody in the room is like, oh, Jesus. We have a hit. We have a hit. We have a Grammy Award winning hit on our hands. And, and they, you'll hear the whole story in the podcast. It's unbelievable. Awesome. I, uh, that's that's great. That's yeah. A- I mean, yeah. I, I put together a list of uh, you know some of my uh, what I thought were some of my favorite ones. And yeah. That one actually made the list. Well, because not only does the guy, not only was the guy fasting, he also has been listening to my podcast for a while. That's the one that emailed you, right? It was this is like, the guy that emailed me and said, "Holy cow! I've been listening to a bunch of these things. They're fantastic." And including the one he was citing the most was Carlos Alomar, who had played on eleven different David Bowie records. That's also a real good one, and uh, and Martin Glover loved that one. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Great. Yeah, real real cool stuff. So uh, next hour, we're going to talk about the movies movies yeah we're like siskel and ebert i might have some thoughts on that all right we'll be like uh, if if siskel and ebert was still alive oh uh, it would be us are they both dead now yes they are, are both they, they're both gone all they're right. both gone so, r.i.p that's it man and now vax's view from the couch brought to you by rocky's ace hardware your grilling headquarters weber big green egg uni pizza ovens and traeger wood fired grills hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you folks here's something for you to chew on several weeks ago the nba made the decision to increase the league's salary cap from 112 million dollars to 123.6 million dollars now any reasonable person would ask the question so what big deal except there's one small problem with that sort of thinking by increasing the salary cap by an extra 11 million dollars that allows teams in the nba to lose their damn minds when it comes to offering new contracts and so with jalen brown being eligible for an nba supermax contract this allowed the celtics to extend his deal to the most expensive five-year contract in nba history valued at 304 million dollars oh sure not exactly the sort of money that a Saudi Arabian soccer team might be willing to throw at somebody. But in basketball, a Supermax contract allows a team to offer a maximum five-year extension to qualified players, a deal that's worth 35% of the team's total salary cap. But during the next four years, each player is allowed an 8% escalation, meaning that in 2024, when the extension finally kicks into gear, uh, Jalen Brown will earn $52.4 million a season. And in the final year of his contract, He'll make it reported $69.1 million. That is why he is now the richest contracted player in the NBA history, at least for now. Because you see, Jalen Brown isn't even the best player in the team. He's just the one that got there first. That five-year extension will soon become the standard, and everybody else will be making the same kind of cash at some point. It's just a matter of time, especially next summer when Tatum of the Celtics will qualify for his big fat slice of the Boston Celtics bunny pie. And who's going to shoulder the burden of paying for those bloated contracts? Well, I might suggest that this will become the responsibility of the ticket-paying fan. Of course, nobody's offering to escalate my income by an additional 8%. So in a very profound way, I might just have to avoid spending money on Celtics tickets that I couldn't possibly afford anyway. Because unless you're either Taylor Swift, Jeff Bezos, or you own a Saudi soccer team, there ain't no way I can afford any of that. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Bob at the Agawam Rockies is a man of steel. Steel chainsaws, steel blowers, steel trimmers. Bob is a steel train expert, can show you why the orange and white is the only way to go. Good people like Bob and rock solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Are you really still happy yeah, to be I'm here? I'm still happy to be here. Because you've been here an awful lot the last couple of weeks. I like it. You do? I oh, enjoy it. I enjoy it. I like uh, hearing from people. I just got a nice uh, note from somebody that said, uh, hey, my kid just graduated from college in Florida. We have $130,000 in loan debt that we're trying to help her with. Well, I'm sure. I'm, well, I'm glad we made you feel good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anything we can do to make you feel good, that's uh, that's great. So you get those kinds of messages, and I get the kind of message from that guy, Jim, who, uh, uh, you know, just Jim. wants to be critical of everything I do. Jim All right, in Windsor. Jim, that's the way you want to be, Jim. Jim in his cubicle telling you, you say, um, too much? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm sure there are things you do at work to piss people off, too, Jim. I would bet that Jim's the guy... Who shows up and cooks fish in the in the break room? And the whole place stinks. At his work, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, a hundred percent. So if anyone works or, with Jim, or he's the guy that bathes himself in the company restroom. Oh, I believe that. Oh, yeah, that's not right. I that's not that. right. Guilty, but I believe. That. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about uh, we were talking about movies. Yeah, uh, over the weekend, as uh, many of you know, that Barbie movie has already grossed 188 million dollars. Barbenheimer. Yeah, uh, Op, yeah, Oppenheimer only did 95 million. Still seen yeah. as a successful film, sure. but yeah, Barbie takes uh yeah, takes the whole business. <sighs> uh, you want uh, you this this is a perfect thing to get me worked up over. Okay? Okay. And normally it wouldn't get me worked up over. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't think twice about it. But uh, but I am on my Facebook, and you know you're on Facebook with the people you went to college with and everything else. I went to uh, Franklin Pierce. It's now Franklin Pierce University, but it was Franklin Pierce Summer Camp when I went there. And uh, I went there. <laughs> I went there when it was Franklin Pierce College, and um, you know it was one of those schools that was uh, in my major communications. Obviously, I had interpersonal communication classes, communication between genders, all that stuff. I listened to plenty of my classmates, uh, my female classmates, rail on and do projects and reports and stuff upon the beauty standards uh, that are unfair on women today. And they always cited Barbie as an example. The proportions of Barbie are unrealistic for women. And I had some very passionate heated arguments in class with some of them you know sure because i would say uh, yeah well i grew up playing with uh gi joes which is uh that is an unrealistic expectation to take me a admitted yeah an admitted wise uh guy and uh right. and, and although i would i would assume that uh starting around say like the age of 14 15 to today you've worked quite a lot of that kung fu grip <laughs> You may say that. Because <laughs> I, I think most men 
have done that. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, but I, I, you know, I, I had the, uh, I had the that was a pastime. But I, <laughs> <that's more. laughs> well, you can't study every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and to be fair, you know, uh, you know, at twelve, <laughs> that Barbie looked pretty good. But anyways, I, um, <laughs> I. I uh, I I was talking. I would say, you know, well, it's on. You know, they, I had to play with GI Joes, which are basically conditioning me to be, uh, you know, in the military, or a trained whatever. killer, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, and I would talk about, you know, th- those guys have abs. What about Ken? Ken has abs. He's all cut, no body hair. You know. Oh, I know. You know, uh, smooth mound, but whatever. So, uh, but <laughs> but it's a children's toy. Yeah, yeah, so you can't sure. you can't have those things. Sure. Available. I just that's why I always felt better than Ken. But um, but anyways, uh, I had these pa- – but I start seeing some of these ones that I'm friends with on Facebook who I love. They're great. They're moms now and everything else. And I see like two or three of them going to the Barbie movie with their daughters mm-hmm. and they're all dressed up in the, in the outfits and, and they're in a – they're posing in a Barbie box in the movie theater – Look at me with Barbie. <laughs> Look at it. Isn't this cute? Me and my daughter at the Barbie. And I was like, yeah, why Why did I waste? Why did I waste so much time in these classes trying to have these arguments? Well, I knew I was right. I was like, it's just a stupid toy. Yeah, but, you know, but obviously these same women now find that that Barbie standard is okay if oh. it's, if it's just about... If it's just about entertainment. And look, I have a friend, and I'll give her a shout-out because she just got engaged. Uh, uh, My friend Nicole Booten from Chickabee, a wonderful uh, girl, sweetheart of a person, uh, just got engaged, ironically, to a guy who looks just like a Ken doll. Really? Uh Uh-huh. They have a beautiful daughter together, everything else. Always had a good sense of humor and was like, when that conversation came up, was literally like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I look like a Barbie. Literally, we would just call her Barbie. She's like, I know I look like a Barbie doll, and I want to look like a Barbie doll because I played with Barbie dolls, and I don't care if it's an unreal expectation. This is how I'm comfortable. Like, just own it. Sure, right. You know? Um the rest of these ones that were squawking, blah, 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 blah. Now they're they're sitting there in the box at the movie theater, in the Barbie box at the movie theater. Look at me. I'm Barbie. <laughs> and, and then. And, and I'm spending money on this high, high, uh, you know, expectation yes. of femininity. Right, right. I had to, I, I had to listen to your fem, your feminist bs uh all through college with yeah. all of it right and then and then, and then uh, nothing against uh, some of the reasonable feminists out there but uh you know i had to listen to this crap and then uh and then what drew the line was this morning i get up and i'm on the toilet and i'm doing as i do scrolling through my facebook and one of them has pictures of whatever his name is that stupid ryan gosling uh-huh who's yeah. ken play ken yeah 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 and it's him, the shirt off, and the, you can see the abs are like, uh, they're perfect. And they're, sure. He's got like a 12-pack, you know what I mean? And, and they're like, so dreamy. Loved him since the notebook. Oh, Ryan Gosling is brilliant in this yeah. movie. Blah. What about uh, making me feel bad now? I had abs. Yeah. And, and those days when I was arguing with you, I had abs. Now I do not. Now I have a distant memory of what an ab looked like. And now I got to sit here and yeah. watch you body shame me. Now, now you got like a Coors 36-pack right. uh, ab right. thing. You know, I uh, I... You know, you're right about that. 
Right. Well, the irony, uh, the the hip, the hypocrisy of it all. It is. You know, I mean, listen, Ken dolls have made it very difficult sure. for men. You know, no one right. talks about what we've had to endure. I mean, no. Ken is a very high standard of, you know, he's well-dressed. You know, he drives it around in a dream car. Right. He's got, you know, rock-solid abs. He doesn't have any problem with, like... Uh, you know, manscaping himself. No. None of that No stuff. body hair, perfect abs. Marty, I got to tell you, between you and me, yeah, I've had it up to here with the sexualization <laughs> of men in this country. Yeah. I'm up to, I mean, I, I, I don't even know how to get through my day because, you know, to me, in, 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 as far as I'm concerned, I am not just a piece of meat, you There's know? There's more behind... That staggeringly good-looking, oh yeah, buff, mm-hmm. barrel-chested frame mm-hmm. of yours. No, I'm not just a pretty face. No, Marty. you're not. I'm a human being yeah. with with needs and feelings, feelings and wants and desires and dreams, like everybody else. Yeah, and why should any of us, you, yeah. me, Steve, any other guy, the, the three Hawk man, of us, why should we all be held to this unrealistic standard right. set by the Ken doll? Right. Right. It's time. And you know what? Some of these ladies, we're going to say it to you right now. We're not a piece of meat. Stop no. treating us that way. Sometimes I'm uh, I'm at events and stuff and I, I you know, <laughs> see if a, a, a woman who listens to the show and I literally have to say, hey, hey, hey I'm up here, lady. Hey, keep those eyes yeah. up here. Eyes are up here. Yeah. They're up here. Yeah. The reality is when we go to the event, it's just me, you, and Steve huddled in the corner stuffing appet- <laughs> stuffing appetizers <laughs> in her face while not one female. T- even the female waitresses are scared to go near us yeah, because like, they're like, oh, God, they're, they're like pigs ravenous. Of tr- pigs of the trough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's It could happen. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Look, it could happen. Else, there might be a day when a right. woman really you know treats us. There's you know, more to us disrespect. than these charming good looks. <laughs> I'm more than just a body, ladies. Yes. I really am. I'm more than just a body. <laughs> See us for who we are, the beautiful people. You you go, boy. Yes. You, you, you go, yeah, fella. It's, this is male empowerment. <laughs> it's about time we all, you all get together and march you know, marches like, one. Yes, queen. Yes, king. <laughs> <laughs> it's 822 with Bags and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. The Wing Thing is sold out. Thanks to our sponsor. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 828. And the police with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Tomorrow on the show, a good possibility of a rock star who has been a part of a band that sold maybe like 100 million records or so. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to say uh, who that person uh, is or or is not, but uh, it's a pretty good one. And he'll be at the Big E uh, in September. We'll give you all the details about that when we talk to him. Well, 13-year-old Marty now is going to be real excited for this one. 13? Yeah. I remember being about 13 when uh, some of their work came out when that... uh, I don't want to give too much away. Jesus, that seems to make you sound so young. I'm really not, though. <laughs> so old. As evidenced by every other week, I have to limp down the stairs because I have gout or the tendon oh, yeah. in my knees inflamed. Uh, yeah, this is an exciting one. It's a, it'll be a pretty good one. Hopefully it'll happen. Again, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag well, in case it doesn't happen. I don't have my a, fingers. Uh, otherwise, I'll get you know angry emails from some guy in Windsor, Connecticut with nothing to do with his job in the Ye- cubicle all day. Yeah, we're not going to say who the guy is. We don't want to. We can't say that, yeah, right? But you know who you are, Jim. Yes. Uh, 832. 
With Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni on Rock 102, the Pioneer Valley, uh, the time for news is brought to you by the Mass Mutual Center. Santana is going to be at the Mass Mutual Center August 6th uh, for his 1001 Rainbows Tour at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, the House Oversight Committee will host a hearing uh, today on, identi- on unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP. They're not UFOs. They're now UAP. What's a UAP? Uh, unti- unidentified aerial phenomena. Oh, okay. Uh, this week it'll uh, feature uh, testimony from three witnesses who claim to have had repeated inexplicable encounters with uh, aliens from another dimension or whatever the hell it is. The hearing will be held in front of the uh, House Oversight Committee on National Security, the Border, and Foreign Affairs. It's scheduled to begin at 10 o'clock this morning. The public is welcome to watch through uh, on the Internet. Uh, YouTube will have it. Uh, a bunch of other uh, websites will have it. Lawmakers have identified three witnesses that will testify this week as David Fravor, an ex-Navy commander, David Grush, a former U.S. intelligence officer, and Ryan Graves, a former fighter pilot for the Navy. All men have previously shared their experiences of encountering UAPs while on the job. Should be uh, pretty interesting stuff. I had some UAP when I was in college. Did you really? Yeah. Were you in, uh, were you safe? Did you, I mean, was, did, you get, did you get hooked on it? Some antibiotics. Click that right, yeah, click that's, right up. That's good. <laughs> did you have to use the brown soap? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. No, I understand. Uh, yeah, uh, this is uh, this is crazy. We're we're today's the day. We're gonna find out maybe that we're not alone. Which I mean. I told you I saw this video, and I I I don't know if it's true. I yeah, you know, I saw a little bit on the the TikToks, and then I saw yep. it on YouTube. Apparently, it is of this uh, alien creature uh, being interrogated by American military, and it's said, and again, you don't see him, you don't you don't see the guy in here, but you see the alien, uh, and they're looking at him with like uh, with. Uh, uh, flashlights I don't, I don't know why you need it what just yeah. turn the light on the room right. that's all you really need to do anyway the uh the alien was not doing very well but apparently colin powell was in the room well you, here's the crazy thing if the alien just took a note out of the uh head of the school department in chicopee and was just like lawyer <laughs> that you know <laughs> lawyer i don't know if they have the come same on. miranda warnings in space hey, come on bleep blorp just you want to? You want to? You yeah, want one of these candy bars, a Snickers, and a soda? You are entitled to an attorney, but if you cannot afford one, one will be provided for you. L- liar! <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what you should do. Colin Powell was in the room, apparently in the room. Again, you can't see him, and I don't know if this thing was bogus. I tend to believe it was, this but again, y- y- you don't know. You don't know. A lot of these videos over the years of uh, flying saucers have been uh, yeah. phonied up. Yeah, you know, right. they're they're a little, a little bit fabricated. They don't look like you would expect them to. They're I, not flying around like the Millennium Falcon. No, no, and I think that that's the uh, that's the expectation that people might have or something. But I do think there's a lot to this. I was talking to you about Bob Lazar. Do you do you remember a little yeah. bit about Bob Lazar? And I just looked through here. So. Uh, Bob Lazar used to talk about this thing called Element 115. It was a substance that they he took from a government lab or whatever. Uh, and then uh, something something to do with uh, thallium maybe or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if that's what it is. But the 
this guy, this whistleblower guy, this guy who worked in the defense intelligence agency or whatever for 14 years, this guy, that's what he's saying that we have. He's saying that we have unique radiological signatures and unique elements that these things are constructed out of. And yet we can't get a cell phone to make a phone call. So, you know, what good has it done any of us? Or can we? Yeah, that's right. You know, that's you don't one even of those know. things that we should talk about. We could talk about it tomorrow, but... Um, the whole thing where every time they're trying to switch over a cell phone, they start making them work like crap. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Like when a new iPhone would launch or a new Samsung. Yeah, the first one stink, right. and then the next release is better. Well, no, they, they, they make it act all wonky, hoping that you'll just go into the store and buy a new phone. Sure. That's a conspiracy. Not only do I believe in, but I was proved right on at one point because Apple had to settle with the government. But they're doing it again. That's my point. They're yeah. doing it again. Okay. Just so you know. Uh, the Mega Millions jackpot climbed to an estimated $910 million after last night's drawing produced no big winners, uh, extending a stretch of uh, bad luck dating all the way back to April. The absence of a winner for the estimated $820 million jackpot last night brings the, uh, brings the thing up to $910 million, or a cash value of $464.2 million. And, of course, like every good uh, lottery story, they tell you that your odds of winning the Mega Millions jackpot is one in 302.5 million. I will take those odds any day of the week. That almost doesn't make sense. If it's one in 300, oh, there's more combinations than that then for the number? Because why wouldn't you just spend 300 something million buy every combination of a lottery ticket? Because I don't think anybody can do that. Oh, then you have to worry about if someone else bought it and then you have to split it and then you've lost $100 million. Is that why? Uh I assume so, yes. This is why if I was that soccer player that had that $775, 76000000 million contract, yeah. it would be a terrible idea because that would be one of those things where I'd be like, this is what I want to do with yeah. my money. I, I don't think I should really be given a, 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 a lottery amount. jackpot because already, and I think I've proven this time and time again, my ability to do accurate math equations mm-hmm. is abysmal. And you put me in charge of something that uh, it, that I got seven hundred and seventy four thousand of a uh, million of them, I'm not sure I'm the right guy for that job. I, I'm pretty sure I will find a way to blow it simply because I, I wasn't able to do the math. Like I didn't I didn't carry the one. I didn't I didn't do the uh, the uh, I, the order of operations correctly. I think if either of us won that kind of money, they will find us face down at Evans Egg House in a pile of bacon hash. Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's worth it, though. It's totally worth it. <laughs> I, you know what I will do if I have that kind of money? I'll give you a million dollars if I win. Thank you. But I'm not going to give a million dollars to Nagel. What I'm going to do is buy the house next door to him, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in a ketchup-only hot dog stand <laughs> with a giant inflatable hot dog with yeah. the ketchup on it. I and, like that kind of spite. I actually, uh, I respect yeah, that. That's the kind of money that you're yeah. talking about. You can do these fun things. A million dollar hot dog stand. That 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 That's would it. have to be unbelievable. I'd pro- I probably wouldn't even charge for the hot dogs. I'd be like, they're free as long as you have ketchup on the hot dogs. <laughs> Flash flooding continued yesterday, bringing more heavy rainfall to the area. Two days of storms this week have resulted in a lot of problems. Uh, heavy rain showers impacting river levels, even threatening local uh, farms and crops. And people are wondering, when the hell is this going to stop? Uh, you had all kinds of uh, problems in in, uh, in communities around Hamden County, uh, standing water between uh, Agawam and Suffield. You had areas of West Springfield that saw a great deal of puddling up and down Route 5. 
Um, you know, the, the floodwaters probably are not going to get uh, any better tomorrow when it continues to rain. Ugh. But this has caused a major problem for a lot of areas. Gill, for example, part of Route 2 uh, eroded. And uh, an area of Route 2 just west of Avenue A and the bridge over there, that has been uh, closed until further notice until they figure out, well, now what do we do? Well, you know, uh, and I've said this and some people made fun of me for it and some people reached out to me and they really appreciate it. Uh, one of the, I mean, my heart obviously goes out to people who've had their homes and businesses impacted the farmers and everything. But one of the other groups that I, I feel bad for is all these people who have boats and that's their source of leisure for the summer. Mm -hmm. They have their boats on the river and now they, their boats are sitting up on land. All the docks are gone. And they're not. I'm in this uh, Facebook group, the Connecticut River Rats, and uh, I just see them posting these heartbreaking photos of all the stuff, the crap coming down the river. Sure. Their boats up on the land and everything. I feel terrible for them, and I wish we had good news to report. But every time I come in, it seems like it just gets worse. I'm not saying there's a connection, but you know, no, I I I hear be, the I hear the uh, loud and clear. This I, could I all can, be Nagel's fault. I can tell you though, as as someone who spent. Um, I don't want to say uh, an overwhelming amount of money, but a large uh, sum mm -hmm. to have a camper move from yeah. southern Vermont to the shore. That of, was a of, good move this year. It was, yeah, yeah. You know, like every like we moved it, thinking, oh, we we'll be at the, at the beach every day yeah. this summer, and like we're like the we're like the two kids with a cat in a hat looking out the window because it's too cold and too wet to play ball. <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, so, like we. We've gotten to the beach uh, three, three times, th maybe four times, and uh, otherwise we're just sitting in the camper while it rains, just uh, kind of waiting to go out and do things I'm and being be, unable to do so. I'm going to be driving by you guys this uh, Saturday night. I'm up there in Portland, Maine. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I looked at the uh, weather because I was like, you know, maybe I'll have a couple hours to kill, go by the beach or something. Yeah. Eh, rain. Yeah, um, we've uh, we've had rain, rain every every weekend. Yeah, not maybe not like both days of the weekend, but every weekend we've had we've had rain. And you know, we've there was like one a couple weekends where we said, yeah, we're we're not going. It's a total washout. It's it, it's almost not worth going. But then again, what are you going to do? Stay here in Western Mass? Well, didn't you have one where the air conditioner broke or something like that? Um, yeah. The, well, the the air conditioning at the at the house wasn't working. Right now so we got it working. So, so you don't have a you don't have to go then if you don't. Want I don't to. have to leave. I don't. I don't have to you know drive two and a half hours away to to sit in my you know box <laughs> on wheels. So you're not sweating. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's uh, I, I, it's not here. No, it's 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 so it, it's you, not here. Fun stuff to do up there. Let's of course, be honest, right? Right, but it's it's going to be less fun. Now that you've got a heat advisory for the next couple of days because it's over 90. See, I uh, I grew up in an environment where we had no air conditioning. So, like, every night was sleeping I, in a I, puddle of my own do sweat. That? I don't know how I did it because every time I do it now, like, if I am if I have to sleep in, in, in a non-air-conditioned right. environment, I know these are really hard you know, first-world problems for people. But, you know, for me, this is uh, significant. Um I, I, it was such a horrible way to live, you know, in my bedroom upstairs, collecting heat, no air conditioning in the house. Just it's just awful in the summertime. Like, I mean, were your parents masochists? Were they were they <sighs> they never got like a window unit? 
They never had air conditioning in their car. They just, they, I think my parents just loved oppressively hot situations. Like they must have loved the sweating. And I was, I was never that kid. Makes me wonder whether they're really my parents. Well, I can tell you this. Uh, my parents, much like me, thank God, uh, could not stand a house or a boat or a camper that uh-huh. weren't, wasn't air conditioned. So I was very fortunate in regards to that. However, my father didn't believe in spending a lot of money on cars, similar to me. And so when a car that he got had air conditioning, it was a very big treat. Sure. Uh, but there was countless hours and hour rides in a car with no air conditioning where it was just, well, just roll down the window. It's like, oh, thanks. Now this 98-degree heat's blasting me in the face. I'm like, It's like an air fryer. Yeah, right. An air fryer, which, you know, back in the 70s and early yeah. 80s, was also filled with a cigarette and pipe smoke that my oh, parents had too. So that no made it even doubt. better because you know you got a an incendiary device <laughs> blasting out additional heat. Your dad would say, "Hey, do me a favor, grab me one of those beers out of the coolers and uh, climb up here and hand it to me." Yeah. <laughs> well, with the cigarette in one hand. Hey, undo your seatbelt. Grab yeah. that beer out of the trunk. Go through the pass through the trunk. Get that. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thankfully, I was I was never a bartender in the house. They, oh. that, that was never my that was never my job. My childhood was different. <laughs> yeah, was, that's what separates a guy like you yeah. from yeah. a guy like me. My bar my bar ended closed early. I should tell people, you know, and listen. The offer stands to you. I don't know how far how far are you from Portland, Maine? Oh, I don't I don't even know. We're not that far from Maine. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I should tell you that that show I'm doing is at the Portland Media Center. Ooh, it even sounds nice. It sounds nice. It's on Saturday. So if anyone here happens to be going to Portland or know somebody in Portland, please tell them to come out and see me because I don't want to make this drive. And I'm sure I'm going to have to stay in some flea bag motel because <laughs> everything in Maine is so expensive. I'll probably end up staying in my car at this point. You know, the, I was looking at hotel rooms up there are like $700 a night. That's unbelievable, because From it's Maine. Supposed, because it's summertime. Yeah. That's where people are going. They're going to Maine. It's May. I, I three years ago, I felt like I could have bought Maine for seven hundred dollars. Now it's one <laughs> night in a hut. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, so I'm going to be doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Come on up if you want. The uh, Pioneer Valley forecast again: a mix of sun and clouds, a high of ninety tonight. The uh, partly cloudy, low of seventy tomorrow. More heat and more thunderstorms later in the day. See Peppers with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni. On, uh, on Rock 102. Hey, uh, this Friday at the MGM Plaza, Pat Kelly is going to be with the road crew at uh, Free Music Friday from 7 to 9. American Honey will be performing that night, and so will Pat. Uh, stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win. The Plaza Bar will be open uh, every Free Music Friday, offering summer cocktails, beer, and non-alcoholic beverages for those who don't want the booze. Stop by the TGIF uh, Square where you'll find the White Line Wild Dandelion Beer Trailer, uh, the new Shot Shed serving summer offerings from local distillers, the Top Golf Swing Sweeten Bar, and Indian Motorcycle. And Tap Sports Bar will be open before and after the concert, as well as uh, the Tap uh, Patio Bar uh, continu- continues to be open with drinks on the go. Again, Pat Kelly this Friday, 7 to 9, at the Plaza at MGM from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Pat Kelly. Pat Kelly. I'll tell you what, that MGM uh, concert series, yeah. have you been to any of them? I haven't been to them, but this actually dovetails perfectly with something I did want to do for a friend of mine, if you don't mind. Sure, go right ahead. Uh, one of the featured acts for that concert series was my good friend Otan Vargas. I think I yeah. showed you Otan's work, uh, O-T-A-N-V-A-R-G-A-S. 
Uh, Otan is a fantastically talented entertainer. I was out of town when he was doing that, but he recently had some idiot stole his entire trailer with all of his guitars, musical gear, everything that he uses to his make his living as a musical entertainer. He's got a young child and a wife that he is, you know. I think I saw that this was a news story. I don't know if it made the I think news. It, I, I think it, it was. It like a bunch of like recording equipment and all this yeah, other stuff. It was yeah, over ten thousand dollars of gear, like way over. But he has a GoFundMe set up for for him. It's Otan Vargas. Uh, it's a it's a GoFundMe to help replace his gear. It's doing well. Good. It's around five thousand. But if anyone out there is uh, feeling uh, charitable and wants to help a guy out with a young family who's uh, in the arts. I've, uh, I've never seen out. Otan live. You showed me a video of him uh, a few months ago. Yeah, he's, the guy was phenomenal. But he, uh, yeah, I mean, so. Aaron Lewis is probably one of the best vocalists I've ever heard live. You know, mm-hmm. and Aaron is who introduced me to Otan, and he introduced me by saying, "You got to hear this kid because he's a he's a Filipino kid. He's very shy, understated. You know, yeah. and he just points to Otan. I'm like him, and he's like." Marty, you've seen me perform since I was young. He's like, his voice, I feel like, is better than mine when I was 23. And then when Otan sung, we both just looked at each other, and he's like, see? And I was like, that's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he's extremely talented, and uh, he could use some help. That's good. Well, so uh, Otan Vargas on uh, GoFundMe. That's that's awesome. Love that guy. It's uh, 8.57 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni at Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. 